Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast, and today I hope people who want to travel hear this. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast, and I have, I have an old friend with me here today, um, Jerry Yang. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. We we have a long history because uh, we actually met in college during our mm-hmm. uh, senior like graduate graduation project, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Good times. That that was like a semester and a half of just working long nights and <laughs> yep, <laughs> trying yep. to graduate college. Yep. <laughs> it's very interesting and uh we survived tech, so that's all I can say. Yeah, yeah. So um Jerry, the, the, so the reason I wanted to have you on today is because I feel like you've done something very unique, you and your mm-hmm. wife. And mm-hmm. um let me just set the stage for how I saw it and how I kind of found out you were doing this because mm-hmm. Um, uh, several years, like four years ago, was it? We ran into each other randomly right. in, in Vegas of all places mm-hmm. because of a, a conference that we were both attending. Right, right. And we decided to grab dinner together. And as we were eating, you told me, yeah, I'm, prob- I'm going to take some time off from work to go travel. And mm-hmm. for me, I took it as, oh, they're going to take like maybe a few weeks to go like certain places in Europe. Mm-hmm. That's what it seemed like to me. Mm-hmm. And then few i forget how however long it was maybe it was like a year after that mm-hmm. i started seeing these pictures of you literally in every country that i've heard of <laughs> and it, it just went on for like a year right yeah right. so you went on a basically a trip around the world that that took a year to do right uh yes so more of the backstory yeah. we met at vegas uh i was still working at home depot at the time mm-hmm. uh, but since then I think there's two stories to it. Uh-huh. So when I said I was going to take a trip, um, I did leave Home Depot and take a month-long trip. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was a trip that I told you about. Oh, okay. Um, and we just did an East Coast trip, something small, nothing too big, um, kind of off topic from what we're talking about now. And then started working again um, and then was there for about two and a half years. And then after that, that's when we decided to take a year-long trip. Ah, so, I see. Um, definitely, uh, the last time we met was about four years ago. But yeah, to answer your question, yes, it was a year-long trip that we just decided, kind of out of the blue. So, um, when when was it that you went actually on this year-long trip? So June thirteenth, twenty eighteen, I believe. Okay, so you went basically everywhere, right? I saw you in yes. parts of Asia, parts of. Europe, mm-hmm. Australia, New Zealand. Um, basically, the final count, if I remember correctly, was 67 cities, 26 countries. Wow. Give or take. There might have been a couple more cities in there, but 26 countries is pretty accurate. So I need to ask you, mm-hmm. what what made you decide? So, Well, I'm assuming it was a joint decision between you and your wife because you guys mm-hmm. went together. Yep. What yep. was the reason like how did you guys even think to do this trip yeah so it was a it was a couple factors i would say um one of the main factors was i was working ridiculous hours i would say maybe towards the end i was working maybe at least 60 to 65 average wow some weeks maybe 80 um obviously that affected my health a bit Mm. uh that was also another factor and Three, before we have kids, we decided, hey, you know, everybody says we'll do what we're about to do by the time we retire. Mm -hmm. But who's to say that we can't do it right now? And the only thing that's stopping us is ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we sat down and kind of looked at our finances and whatnot. And we thought, you know what? It's doable. The only question is, are we going to do it? Hmm. So a factor of overworking health and also doing it before we have a family sounded like okay we should do this oh wow so instead of saving that kind of traveling lifestyle for when you guys are tired mm-hmm. you decided hey let's just do it now right, before we right. have kids mm-hmm. oh wow okay and so with i mean your wife was working at the time too right right so for me i was full-time mm-hmm. but at the time my wife was part-time so oh, okay. more flexibility um, 
it was really more in my court, I guess. Ball was in my court mm. to make that uh, financial decision or financial sacrifice. Well, because even if she was working part time, mm -hmm. it's a, I can't imagine a company saying, "Okay, go ahead and take oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah. year long break and come back." So right, right. So she did she have to quit her job or what did she? Yes, so she had to quit her job. Um, her quitting was a lot. I guess it was a smoother transition than versus mine because obviously, I'm not gonna tell my work like, "Hey, I'm gonna go travel and whatnot," but. Yes, we both had to quit our jobs mm. and self-employed, fund employed, whatever people want to say, mm. uh, eat away our savings. But that's essentially it. Yeah. So I just want to ask you to, to paint a picture. How did you, did you have a roadmap mapped out in terms of what cities you were going to hit mm -hmm. at what time? Or was it just, let's go here and then we'll kind of explore and then we'll go to a different area, explore? I would say it's more the latter. So it was uh, the planning process was a two month rolling plan. Wow. Or if that's grammatically correct. But so that, me meaning yeah. that you're going to plan out for two months and yeah. then yep. kind of see and then plan out another two months after you get there, kind of? Right. Okay. Because it's really hard to plan all your flights, your Airbnbs, what you want to do, how long you want to stay, um, what time you want your flights to be. Do you want red eye flights? Do you want nighttime flights? Um, it's hard to do that for a full year. So mm -hmm. what I thought was uh, comfortable for myself was to plan two months out. So when we were in Japan, we would probably be planning out uh, Singapore. Oh. And when we're in Singapore, we'll plan out what are we going to do in New Zealand. So as we're traveling, we were still planning along the way. Wow, mm -hmm. wow. So was it was Asia the first destination? And then you kind of went from there? or? Well, I guess... Uh, if people are listening or interested, I'll go ahead and just yes. kind of say it real quick. I'm very uh, interested. <laughs> went from Atlanta to Phoenix to Tucson to LA to was it uh, Maui, Kauai, Oahu? So three out of the four Hawaiian islands. Mm -hmm. From there, we went to Osaka, Kyoto, Sapporo, to Tokyo. And then uh, Hiroshima, Fukuoka, back to Osaka, back to LA for a wedding for two days, food to Jeju, and then Pusan, Sochon, Seoul. Wait, is, is there a direct flight from LA to Jeju? No, there is not. Oh, okay, okay. We had a layover in Shanghai for like eight hours. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, but as we we're waiting at the airport, obviously I got the Chase Sapphire Reserve okay. and got the free lounge pass. So we. We abused the crap out of that lounge uh, priority pass. Nice. But from Jeju to Busan to Sochon to Seoul to Beijing, Xi'an, Shanghai, Hong Kong, Taipei, Taizong, and then we went to, if I remember, Hanoi, Ho Chi Minh, Bangkok, Chiang Mai, Phuket, Singapore, Bali, Indonesia, Sydney, Queenstown, New Zealand, Auckland, New Zealand, Melbourne, for the Australian Open. Oh, wow. And then we flew back to Atlanta for about two and a half weeks to kind of, uh, you know, eat American food again, mm -hmm. uh, repack, change our clothes to prepare for Europe. And then we went to Rome, uh, Sorrento, let me see, Florence, Milan, Venice, and then Budapest, Vienna, Munich, Prague, Berlin, Copenhagen, flew to Iceland, flew to Amsterdam, Brussels, Paris, Switzerland. Uh, I think it's Lucerne. That's the city. And then we went to Barcelona, Madrid, Porto, Lisbon, London. And then we went to uh, Scotland for Isle of Sky. And... Then we went to Ireland and kind of drove around Ireland for, I would say, about a week and a half to two weeks. And then we, we came back June 4th, 2019. So wow. a little less than a year. Wow. So I have to ask, did you mm -hmm. pick up any of, because as you were naming these cities, yeah. the pronunciation seemed really legit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Native yeah. to wherever they, uh -huh. especially Japan, as you're listing out. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you did, did you pick up some of the language as you were traveling, or just, just very basic? Um, yeah, I think for for people that 
may be fearful about traveling to a country that they don't know the language. Mm. It's not as hard. Um, I call it uh, improper sign language. Uh-huh. And I just use hand motion. And uh, for Japan, you just know you're, you're konnichiwa, arigato gozaimasu. And you kind of point. Uh-huh. You know, that's what we did. Uh, we pointed and then we put how many of it we want. Mm. And, you know, they pretty much know. Yep. So, if you had to pick of the many cities that mm-hmm. you visited, if you had to pick your top five favorite, ooh, top five. Okay. Yeah, can you tell us why they were your favorite and oh, which which cities they are? Why they mm-hmm. were your favorite? Okay. Um, if I had to choose top one, mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I we do like nature somewhat. I mean, camping's fun and all, but we like to drive around and do hikes. So. Mm. Because of that factor, I would say Queenstown, New Zealand, which is uh, South New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Because New Zealand, there's two islands technically. Yeah. Um, South New Zealand is where it's at. Oh, wow. So I would say that's number one. Is that uh, is that kind of what, uh, is it South New Zealand where they filmed Lord of the Rings or was that? So yeah, I got that question a lot. Uh, they actually filmed Lord of the Rings all over. Uh-huh. So. The place where I believe uh, Bilbo Baggins, like his house, uh-huh. um, that's in Auckland, New Zealand. That's okay. north. Mm. But literally, in my opinion, that's all there is in the north. Oh. So if you go to New Zealand to see real New Zealand, you got to go to the south. Go to the south, gotcha. But they did film more of like the nature scenes in South New Zealand. Mm. Um, but yeah, there was this amazing hike. We did seven hours. It's incredible. Oh. Did some time lapse there and uh it really reminded us like reaffirmed our faith mm. to be like there's no way this just happened by chance like there's no way this was created by chance um, that w- so i would say queenstown new zealand is our number one place second i would say it's not so much a city but the whole country itself iceland iceland okay. iceland is amazing i would say it's just as beautiful as uh new zealand mm-hmm. if you're into nature if you're into uh just driving around and then what language do they speak in Iceland? I'm not it's sure. It's not it's not English, right? A lot of them do actually do speak oh, English there. Okay. So, even if you go to Iceland, mm-hmm. uh you don't need an international driver's permit. You can literally take your Georgia's driver's permit, go and rent a car there, and they do drive on the same side. Interesting. So, it's it's not a hard transition if you travel to Iceland. Mm-hmm. They speak mm-hmm. English. Um the only thing is it's really expensive there. Uh, so if, I'll give example. If you drive a Civic, I think in Atlanta or not Atlanta, maybe Duluth, mm-hmm. you can get a full tank of gas for maybe twenty five bucks. Yeah, right. But for the same car, same tank size, Iceland, you probably pay like sixty dollars. Wow. So that's the disparity in um, how much it costs there. They have to import everything, so it makes sense. Right. Right. Um, but. Yeah, Iceland's an easier transition. New Zealand, on the other hand, they do drive on the opposite side. Mm. You do need to enter international driver's permit, um, but it's it's not that tough. I I drove, I drove on the opposite side in Ireland and in Scotland, and it it took like maybe a day to get used, to, get to, used to. But it, yeah. after that, it's fine. Did you almost get into like accidents because of that? Uh, not because of the driving itself, but especially in Scotland, Ireland. Um, the roads are very narrow, um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to the initial question of, uh, top five, I think I'm on number three. Number yeah. three, I would say Maui, 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 Hawaii. They have the most beautiful beaches, soft to sand I've ever felt. Hmm. And, uh, it's, it's still pretty secluded. I would say it's not, it's not very touristy kind of like Honolulu, which is on the Island of Oahu, if I remember correctly. So if you get a chance, go to Maui, um, if you want to do road to Hana, I would say, sure, do it. We we did it, but there's not much. Mm. You could skip it if you're short on time. But yeah, Maui, uh, Poke, beaches, seclusion. It's perfect if you want to get away from, from I guess, your life temporarily. Mm. And uh, yeah, uh, number four and five, I would say... Yeah, Japan. has to be Japan. Like mm. Tokyo and Kyoto was, was pretty awesome. Yeah. And then just missed the cut, what I would say is uh, Seoul mm. and Taipei. Mm. So Singapore's up there too, but you know. Uh, do, where do you have family? Because you're, you're, oh, yeah. you're Chinese American, right? So, or Taiwanese American. Ta- so sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Um, so I got family at Taizong. Uh-huh. 
Um, so it's about three hours south of Taipei. Mm-hmm. So that's why we went to Taizong. And then Sujin has family in Seoul and Sochon. Mm. Now, for those Korean people, you know, Sochon's basically Shigor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like legit. Like, there was no Wi-Fi. No city, kind of like farmlandy, right? Yep. Yeah. Like you can see Sujin's uh, uh, great, great, great grandparents' grave in the back. Wow. Like uh, behind the rice paddies. So, <laughs> yeah. But I would say, yeah, those are my top places that I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so for Taipei and Seoul, though, mm-hmm. do you think that's influenced by the fact that you guys kind of know people there? And- yeah. Yeah, I think there was a, there was a difference between going to a place where you don't know anybody because mm. you, you know, all you have is time to really take the city in, mm. take in the city. Um, but when we went to Seoul and Tide Zone, it's like meeting with family members and you have this great plan, like I'm going to go do this and this, but then family are like, hey, let's, I want to treat you out to dinner. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, and then that kind of throws a wrench in your in your plan. Mm-hmm. So Okay, so... Wow. So you really like nature. Mm-hmm. That, that's what the, the first two were kind of more about. Mm-hmm. Even the third one, because it's because of the beaches. Yeah, and yeah. So that's like really, in my mind, very extremes because one is like foresty, kind of cold imagery. Mm-hmm. And then one is like really relaxed, mm-hmm. beachy. And then there's like the city that you have mixed in with mm-hmm. Tokyo and all that. Wow. So you, you do really have a really good range of it's, it's a very big palette that you have in yeah, terms of yeah. what you've experienced and, and mm-hmm. know, right? So, well, I, I do have to ask this. Mm-hmm. I, I know you, you mentioned this early on, but financially speaking, mm-hmm. if, if I'm kind of, if I were to sit down and plan a trip of my own, just the plane tickets alone, it mm-hmm. seems overwhelming to me. Um, so mm-hmm. when you planned it out, was it, let's save like this X amount of money and then we'll just live off of that for the next year? Or did you have mm. other plans? So financially, I would say we didn't plan on taking this year trip, I would say two and a half years ago. If you were to ask me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, for sure. Within the next year, we're saving for this this grand plan. Mm. No, it wasn't like that. Uh, surprisingly, my wife and I, we we have a tendency to just save. Mm. So, you know, uh, for for those of you that may know, not know the story, but kind of like in the Old Testament, there's this guy named Joseph, you know, uh, he was kind of like uh, Pharaoh's like secondhand man at one point. And he was basically saving or what was it? Um, during the harvest. Yeah. Like for seven years of harvest, he was stocking up mm-hmm. to prepare for the seven years of famine. Mm-hmm. So in that essence, our motto is kind of like there are there will be plenty of time to spend money, mm. but there will not be plenty of time to save money. Mm. So oh, with that mindset, yeah, so for that mindset, we always try to save money regardless of not knowing what we're saving for. Mm. But it's just it's just good uh, financial discipline. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. So essentially how we funded this trip was we used the down payment for a house that we were uh. uh, going to try to, you know, start looking and you know put the 20 percent down payment whatnot Mm -hmm. and then we came to the conclusion we chose memories over a house that we could potentially buy later on in life right yeah but this window of opportunity is very narrow Mm -hmm. i would say because my wife and i we we do want to start a family eventually yeah you know so um, i recommend it for sure (laughs) yeah so that's how we funded it uh we just had money kind of uh, in the in the bank, mm-hmm. and we decide, okay, do we buy a house or do we take a leap of faith and go on this trip? Mm. And obviously, we chose a leap of faith and haven't looked back since. So then, th- th- that down payment mm-hmm. was that able to cover your whole trip, or did you? Because I know a lot of people who do mm-hmm. backpacking through Europe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They do like kind of side jobs on the side to save a little bit of money to do. Yeah, that. yeah. Did you guys have to do that, or were you able to budget it out enough to not have to do that? Yeah, so lucky, luckily for us, uh, we didn't have to work because uh, my wife and I, we agreed that when we're going to do this, let's just focus on resting, mm. resting and experience, mm. experiencing things. So we didn't have to worry about uh, doing odd jobs or budgeting out. But at the same time, 
we weren't reckless with our spending. Mm. Uh, I had a number in my head uh, and I didn't want to go over that. Mm. So by all means, we, we bought um, a lot of one-way tickets, which was a lot cheaper than buying round trip because we went from point A to B to C to right. D to E instead of going from A to B back to A, A mm-hmm. to C back to A. Um, and just being creative, right? Getting a no foreign transaction fee card, mm. uh, Chase Sapphire Reserve, and also getting a, what was it? The Charles Schwab debit card where there is no foreign ATM fee. Oh. So whenever we needed cash, I could just use any ATM in the world mm. and Schwab will actually reimburse all those ATM fee at the end of every month. And it does wow. work. So it's better than, you know, exchanging your dollars here, going to Wells Fargo or Bank of America where the rates are just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I would imagine in your travels, there were a lot of places that required cash, right? Yes. So Japan is 50-50. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are interested in going to Japan, but if you do decide, uh, half the places only take cash. So be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, China is a little hard to even get cash. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places don't even take credit cards mm-hmm. because they take Alipay and WeChat Pay, I believe. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. But besides those, yeah, Europe, you're fine. They they take credit card a lot. They actually take uh, uh, tap tap cards, the oh. wireless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so if you have that, uh, I would highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, even Europe, we didn't take a lot of flights. We took a lot of buses, uh, flex bus, uh, which is half the price of, of buying an air ticket. Mm-hmm. And also, you don't have to pay those luggage. It's already included in the price of the bus, right? You just put it below the bus. You don't have to worry about, uh, I don't know, weight shuffling, whatever the air, airline says. Um, but yeah, just being creative with uh, the card, saving money in any way, shape, or form we can. Mm. Um, we didn't eat out all the time. Mm. But, you know, for instance, when we were in Japan, we did go to Kobe, Japan, to oh, eat yeah. Kobe beef. Oh, how, wait, how was that? Ooh, okay. <laughs> that, I would say, is the best thing I ate during the whole trip. Wow. So they grade it by like letters and numbers. So uh-huh. A five is the best, uh-huh. and then it goes A four, A three, yada yada yada, and then B five all the way till I think like C or D. Uh-huh. But C grade's kind of like I don't know USDA level. Oh right, you can just get that here. Right, but A five is legit. I think we bought. Was it? I think it's grams. I forgot how many grams. Maybe two. Maybe two hundred fifty grams. Mm-hmm. It's not that big. Mm-hmm. But that was like 70 US dollars. Wow. <laughs> so for my wife and I, we wanted to try the best, mm-hmm. but we didn't care if it was a lot or not. Right, right. We just wanted to say we tried it. Yeah, and know what the taste is like. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's two chews and you can swallow. Wow. It, it literally tastes like butter. It's so really for good. those of you who don't know, well, correct me if I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. this is what I've heard about mm-hmm. what Kobe beef is. It's like they have these cows in Japan where they hand massage these cows. They f- like feed it beer. So they're mm-hmm. they're treated like royalty until mm-hmm. until they're yeah, slaughtered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> is that right? I, I think it is true. Oh, wow. um, yeah, there's like Kobe is a subset of Wagyu, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, I, might, I might be wrong, but uh, yeah, they, they just basically... Uh, give them a wonderful life until they're slaughtered for food. But th- their meat is super tender as a result, yes. right? It does not look like American beef at all. Oh. It's uh, smaller. Uh, there's more um, fat, I guess, fat-meat ratio. Mm. Uh, I forgot what the correct term for all those that barbecue. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it looks very different. Mm. And that's probably the best food I had. Wow. Well, uh, while we're on the subject, let me mm-hmm. ask you, what are some of the other, well, actually we'll, we'll get back to it. So okay. g- getting back onto the finances, then, Oh yeah, yeah. then did you have to kind of budget day by day or mm-hmm. did you more budget like weekly or, or was it part of your two month rolling plan? Um, yeah, I guess it's more correlated with the two month. I would say mm-hmm. I was budgeting more on a monthly basis. So I would say, okay, we have this this much money left. I'm going to book trips. I'm going to book flights. I'm going to try my best to book the cheapest and kind of see what left do I have over, kind of kind of estimating. Mm. 
So there's no real algorithm that I came up with or Excel spreadsheet. It's just uh, kind of a gut feeling like, okay, I'm expecting Germany to cost a certain amount mm. and I'll give like a plus or minus. Uh, most of the time it's plus, obviously. Right, right. Uh, the only minus I would say is Southeast Asia. That's where you can kind of make, like save a lot of money. Mm. Like a bowl of pho in Vietnam is a dollar. But I'm pretty sure five years ago, a bowl of pho was like 50 cents. Right. So for th- for those of you that want to retire early and you don't care where you retire, just move to Vietnam. Yeah. Actually, my brother went to Vietnam for a business trip. He was mm-hmm. there for like a month and he told me how everything was so cheap. Yeah. yeah. Vietnam's the cheapest country out of all the 26 countries we went to. Oh, well, what about Thailand? Did you? Thailand's number two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I heard Thailand is very cheap. Like you can get a five-star hotel there for... Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. like half the price that you would get here and things like that. Wow. But Vietnam's even cheaper. Oh. So uh, go before the whole, I don't know, tariff thing. Which I, if they move a lot of factories to Vietnam, it may get more expensive there. Who knows? So go to Vietnam while we still can, uh, while it's still cheap. Um, highly recommend it. Mm. Okay. So you, you kind of plan the finances on the monthly monthly. So at a monthly level. Mm-hmm. So were there ever situations where... In a given month, you mm-hmm. spent more than you thought you would on kind of the front end. So oh, you had to. Definitely. So what did that kind of look like? So how we recuperate, I guess, some of the the overspending mm-hmm. was, uh, yeah, sometimes my wife and I, we walk into a local uh, supermarket or a grocery store, get a bag of lettuce and just that's a meal. Oh, you know? wow. We don't eat out all the time. Um but at the same time, like if we overspend, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because how we also made sure that we could go on this trip is I, I also do some investments, mm. um, you know, and I highly recommend it for people. doesn't matter if you're going to do this trip or not. Invest, uh, open a Roth IRA, have an IRA account, max out your 401k, um, take advantage of, of, you know, certain tax benefits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we had a lot of extra cash well not extra but safety net right kind saying. of that buffer yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but back to your uh question yeah we didn't eat ramen in japan every single day yeah. uh you know it's it's different traveling for 10 days versus traveling for a year mm. because when you travel for 10 days you're eating out all the time you want to spend that money because you feel like like i deserve it mm-hmm. right but for a year it's hard to think that you deserve kobe steak every single day <laughs> twice a day three times a day so to make up for the early cost, mm. we would uh, find something cheap. Like sometimes we'll eat McDonald's. Mm. You know, uh, we're not starving ourselves, but we're not eating like royalty every single day mm-hmm. to stay within that budget that I had in mind. So, so in your travels, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there were things that you events-based things that, like, mm-hmm. like you mentioned the the in Melbourne the oh yeah Australian Open yeah yeah so th- there are pro- there are things that besides just travel and food that you probably needed money for mm-hmm. um did you ever have to sacrifice certain things that you wanted to do um because you or or was that kind of a higher priorities so they took priority over like food budget uh yes i would say that took a uh, higher priority uh, because if we're flying all the way there yeah right and we're telling ourselves, okay, we can't do that because of money. Mm-hmm. Then why do we come here in the first place? Mm. So, you know, yes, we try to stay within budget, mm. but there are certain things where, you know, you can't save money on because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, for sure. The goal of it was see as much as, as we can, experience as much as we can, even if it means it costs a little extra dough. Mm. So, um, yeah, so for one example would be the Australian Open. Uh, it just so happened to kind of align with my birthday, which I was turning 30th at the ah. time. And Sujin uh, was graciously told, graciously told me that, hey, if you want, we should try to go to Australian Open for your birthday because you're a huge tennis fan. You want to watch Ro- Roger Federer. He's getting older, so there's not much opportunity to see him live. Right. And uh, the thing with Grand Slams is you don't really know when these superstars are going to play. You don't know if they're going to play day session, night session, so you kind of got to guess. Mm. So I bought one ticket hoping that it would be Federer, mm-hmm. but it ended up being Nadal. 
Uh, not bad. Which is <laughs> which isn't bad, but I'm more of a Federer fan. Oh, uh, gotcha. Um, and I really want to see him. So I bought another ticket thinking, okay, Federer's going to be playing that day. Uh-huh. And it wasn't. Uh-huh. So I ended up buying another ticket. So I ended up over exceeding my budget mm. just to watch Federer. Mm. But at the end of it, I got to see Nadal, Federer, um, even got to see Rarinka, Stan Rarinka versus uh, Milos Ranić, I believe, 2019 Australian Open, where they had four setter. Mm. Um, so that was a good game, t- a good match to watch. Mm. So that's ju- that's just example of, you know, experience over trying to be stingy on mm. on budget. Mm. Now, what we could be stingy is going back to, you know, uh, let's we can't eat McDonald's or yeah. eat a bag of lettuce or something like that. Um, to kind of recuperate and did you for um lodging did you kind mm-hmm. of almost always use just airbnb i would say 85 to 90 percent airbnb oh okay um because it's, it's much cheaper than the traditional hotel yes yes it's cheaper and how my wife and i traveled was we stayed at the we try to stay at the cheapest airbnbs mm-hmm. our only requirement was uh our private room mm-hmm um wi-fi and hopefully at least a laundry machine a washing machine Mm. because we essentially packed seven seven pairs of clothes Mm -hmm. for seven months oh wow so we cycled through those clothes uh pretty often right and And, uh, and you can't really pack too much because you're on the move all the time right and Washing machine and drying machine and a laundromat was uh, finding that we felt like we were unstoppable. Oh. <laughs> so um, surprisingly, yeah, we were able to find a laundromat even at the most random places oh. to wash our clothes. Did you? Were there ever situations where you just had to wear old, dirty clothes? Yes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so our standard of living after the trip has really humbled us. <laughs> um, we're like. Like, ah, yeah, we wore this for a whole week. We, we can keep wearing it. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, um, people are not going to stay, stand that close to you to, yeah. to smell it, hopefully. <laughs> and if they do, then, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but. Right, right. Um, oh, wow. So let's talk about that. That's a good topic. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of packing, mm-hmm. um, did you kind of have a prerequisite of it must be like, it must fit into this bag mm-hmm. and anything mm-hmm. else we kind of have to just figure out? Yep, yep. So, Maybe some people have noticed on Facebook or I think there were some commercials, but it was in early stages, this company called Nomadic. Mm -hmm. So they're called Nomadic Travel Bags and we actually bought them Mm -hmm. and we said, okay, we'll just fit everything in this bag. Did you guys each buy one bag? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I bought one for myself, one for my wife, and then I had a regular backpack Uh um, to fit my laptops or laptop. Uh Uh-huh and electronics and then my wife just had a small purse and that's what we had for seven months wow so i would say yeah we pack pretty lightly but initially when we're packing we we make the same same dumb mistake we overpack and we kind of have to look at it like okay what can we sacrifice like what do we not really need to take on this trip Mm. um so we kind of got creative Uh, also brought a gimbal uh what's the gimbal uh, gimbal is a camera stabilizer. Ah, uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. So that took up a lot of space. <laughs> and I had to sacrifice a lot of, you know, a lot more clothes, some uh, oh, shirts. that's how you got all those really good, like, time-lapse yep. videos. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh-huh. Um, and also brought a tripod. Mm. So time-lapse would be for tripod. Walking videos would be more for the gimbal. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and yeah, before we left, invest. I invested in a... At that time, the iPhone 8S, mm-hmm. I believe, um, which is, I don't know, it's XR now. So I'm already behind yeah. <laughs> two generations or something like that. Uh. But, you know, if we're going to go on this year trip, we want a camera or something to capture all these yeah. memories so mm. we can look back at, look back at it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, in, invest in the right things. Um, the budget also included a new laptop. Mm the gimbal a new phone and uh yeah we were able to stay within budget wow wow so at at the end of the day Mm. were you over what you wanted to spend or were you under or were you right on the mark Mm, just a tiny over okay tiny bit that's not bad at all yeah 
So if if anybody is curious, I would say we spent um, $51,000. Okay. That included everything, flight, food, experiences, wow. laptop. So it may sound like a lot at first, but if you take a step back, I would say most American people spend 35000 Yeah. Maybe even fifty thousand a year. I actually thought that that's that seems like so little really? for for okay. all the traveling that you're mm-hmm. doing. Because um, that's basically for a full year. That's basically a thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then, like, I think about it, man. There are some weeks where me and my wife we eat. Well, I mean, not not necessarily a thousand dollars worth, but our eating budget would eat up mm-hmm. a huge chunk of that. So so it must take a lot of discipline to like yes. be able to like stay on budget, right? Right. Like there were some places, sketchy places that we stayed at. Um, they weren't the best of places, mm-hmm. but number one, we want to make sure that we're safe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To make sure that we're healthy, that we didn't break a bone. Because I know a lot of travelers uh, have traveler's insurance. Mm. We didn't have any insurance. Oh. So if we broke a leg or something, it would have cost a lot of money. So we made sure that when we hike or whatnot, let's not be stupid. Let's yeah. let's take our time and whatnot. Um, but yeah, uh, we had to be very disciplined. Looking back at it, I felt like, wow, did I? I felt like I s- spent like 30000 but it still uh, became fifty one. Mm-hmm. So before the trip, uh, I was kind of serious about it. I was like, 35000 will will cover everything. <laughs> But uh-huh. then after, I think, just Japan, uh-huh. I was like, okay, maybe <laughs> I need to be a little more realistic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, our mindset was let's do as much as possible in that in that city. Mm. So if we, if we never come back, yeah, that's fine. So if we never go back to Tokyo, that's fine for us. Um, you know, and how we planned it, you know, we l- read online, like TripAdvisor mm-hmm. asked – ask people who've been to the country, like how many days do you recommend? If mm. they say three, then I'll actually book five. Okay. To kind of say like, just in case if we don't get to do everything, there's those two extra days that we can do it. I see. I see. Um, so there are even some days where we were in like Rome and my wife and I just kind of stayed, stayed at the Airbnb the whole day. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So some people would be like, well, that's a waste of time and whatnot. But when you're traveling that long, yeah, you just need a day to just kind of be on your phone, relax, kind of catch up on on stuff, right? So, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who end up spending more money because they're mm. so pressed for time. So they'll yes, they'll yes, do things right. like, oh, we have to get here, so we're gonna book a hotel regardless of what the cost is right, and, and right. things like that. So I'm sure slowing it down a little bit like that did help financially as well, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Mm. The next thing I wanted to talk about mm. is we kind of touched on it. You said your number one favorite food was the oh, great yeah, yeah. A5 yes. Kobe beef, right? Yeah. So if we, same same kind of pattern, five top foods. Ooh, okay. And I want you to tell me after the top five favorite, mm-hmm. what is one dish that you think if I said of the, all the food that you've eaten, there's only one dish you can eat for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. what would it be? Oh man, that's a great question. So, ate a lot of different food. Um, I would say ramen, Japanese ramen wow. would be number two. Wow. Uh-huh. And I experienced sukume ramen for the first time. Mm-hmm. So sukume sukume ramen is the the dipping, uh, dipping ramen okay, where okay. the soup's more concentrated and whatnot. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, how we got a lot of ideas of where to go eat is we watched Netflix like uh, Ugly Delicious mm. or even David Chain's uh, PBS show of uh, uh, Mind of a Chef okay. or Travel Channel. So we'll we'll watch it as we're traveling to be like, oh. Oh, wow. That's a good uh, idea. Was it Andrew Zimmern, I believe, on um, Bizarre Foods? Is it Bizarre Foods? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it is, it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, be like, oh, he went there. Let's Let's actually try it and go find that place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Japanese ramen I would say is up there. Oh, sushi, mm. sushi is good. Um, Tokyo sushi surprisingly was okay. I I like Sapporo. Okay. So Sapporo is that island north mm-hmm. uh, of of they, the main island. They have a beer named after them, don't they? Yeah, it's called oh. Sapporo. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, it's on the island of Hokkaido. Okay. So their sushi to me is amazing. Oh. I think 
maybe because the the water is colder there. Oh, um, interesting. And I did hear that a lot of Tokyo restaurants, like sushi restaurants, they import from Sapporo, like the the better fishes. Uh, is Tokyo is not on the coast or anything? Is it? Tokyo, um, it kind of is. So、okay. in terms of、uh, geography, Tokyo is the m- most east. Oh, gotcha. So Japan's like a reverse L kind of right, thing. Right. So they're at that corner. Uh, uh. Um, and then Sapporo would be at like the top of the L. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. And then so so with the ramen、mm. then if you you've I'm sure you've had Japanese ramen here in Atlanta. Oh yeah, it's a huge difference. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and then I wasn't even okay. I won't even ask that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's you just gotta go. Gotcha. You gotta gotcha. go Japan to have legit ramen. Um. And so I would say sushi, ramen. Oh, Hainanese chicken in Singapore. Hainanese. Hainanese. Ch- I think that's what they call it.、Uh-huh. They may just call it chicken. Yeah, ch- <laughs> chicken, chicken and rice,、uh, maybe. Okay. Um, that's yeah. I love chicken, and it's very memorable. Oh, we did go try that.、Uh, the cheapest Michelin star restaurant、hmm. in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty good. Well,、uh, what type of food is that? It's like charshu pork or like roasted pork. Okay.、Um, kind of more Cantonese style.、Hmm. But yeah, that was pretty good.、Um, anything else? Yeah, I will put Korean barbecue up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't leave that KBBQ.、Yeah. <laughs> um, Europe, in my in my opinion. It's a lot of schnitzel, a lot of sausage, a lot、uh, of heavy food.、Mm. Um, uh, Italian food is pretty good. Yeah,、mm. I, I would say、uh, Europe in terms of their food groups or food diversity, I would say it's Italian.、Mm. And then you have like the German, Poland,、uh, Austria, Switzerland,、mm-hmm. Hungary kind of food, which is just sausage and schnitzel、right. and、uh, goulash. I believe it's like a soup.、Mm. And then you have French food, Spanish and Portuguese food, and that's it.、Uh, so there's not a lot of diversity, in my opinion.、Um, but yeah, I would say Kobe beef, ramen, sushi, Hainanese chicken. Wait, so describe the Hainanese chicken a little bit. What what is、oh. that like? What makes so, it special? So I think it's two things. I think one is the rice. They put like ginger and garlic, infused like as they're cooking the rice. They put bits of that in it, and they have like a special, maybe like a, uh, shoyu sauce. It's not soy sauce, but it's like a lighter vinegary soy sauce.、Mm. And then the chicken, they also, uh, boil it. I guess、uh, if that's the correct term, in in a bunch of flavors.、Mm. So when you cut, and it's very tender.、Mm. So. If you if you like、uh, I don't know soft tender it could be a little slimy、mm. if you can get past that then it's very flavorful and、I、they、see. have like a special sambal、uh, it's not sambal but like their own version of spicy sriracha whatever sauce on the side、mm. it's just good、mm. it's just delicious yeah、um, and what else so for for all the foods that you've、mm. eaten because. Like if you asked me what my favorite food was, it would probably、yeah. be steak. But if、mm. you also asked me what one dish would you eat for the rest of your life, I don't think it would be steak because it's just、mm. so heavy. So that's why I'm asking you.、Um, it it can be Kobe beef if, if, if it, it is Kobe. It is、A5、wow.、Beef. So for the rest of your life, if they said you can、yes. eat one thing, wow. Yep. So, so is there nothing comparable to that here? No. Wow. There is no. You just have to go and get it. You have to go and get it.、Um, it's a once in a lifetime experience.、Mm. Uh, I would highly recommend make reservations if you want to go to a specific restaurant.、Uh, But we just did a lot of walk-ins. Like we would, if there's a place that we want to eat at、uh, that's really popular, we'll go kind of off hours. Oh, I see. Yeah. But to answer your question, yes, Kobe A five. Steak,、mm. not A four, A five. But did you try like the other grades, or no, was it you, just A five? There was no need. Yeah, yeah. Okay,、no、need, I see. You know, so <laughs> so if you're if you're traveling,、um, if you were to redo this again,、mm-hmm. or I, I guess give advice to other people traveling, 
probably、mm-hmm. save a lot of your food budget for those Asian countries. Right. And right. the European countries, there's not a huge diversity there. So, kind、mm-hmm. of like if you eat one thing, then you've kind of tasted a lot of other things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.、Um, Yeah, I I would say that's that's a good recommendation. Is、uh, you can save a lot more money on on your food,、mm. but your transportation, your experiences, that's really up to you,、mm-hmm. right?、Um, so kind of prioritize what's important. Yeah. So for transportation,、mm-hmm. did you rent cars? Did you? I mean, was it just a mix of all different type, types of modes? Or、mm-hmm. yeah, what was the? I mean, do they have like Uber and Lyft in? Other countries like that, or yeah. So that's a good question. So for Asia, right?、Um, Japan, I don't. You don't need to get a taxi. Their their train,、uh, their metro system is amazing.、Mm-hmm. So you can go from、uh, Kyoto to Tokyo in like, I, th- I think three hours, three and a half hours, if I remember correctly. Is it like the high speed rail? Yeah, yeah. the Shinkansen.、Mm. And there's different types of Shinkansen. There's like the really fast one, the second fast one. And、uh, other ones. So,、huh. if you go to Japan, get a JR pass. If you're gonna stay there for a week, so、mm-hmm. they have a seven week, four or not seven week, seven day, fourteen day, twenty one day pass. And、uh, we got the twenty one day pass、mm-hmm. because we went everywhere for it. We paid five hundred dollars for it,、mm-hmm. but we rode over two thousand dollars worth of it. Wow! So wow! So they sell passes based on not usage, but just based on days that you're there. Yes. So it's unlimited for however long you're there. Unlimited. Yes, yes. Wow. Okay. So you can buy ahead of time. I believe you can buy ahead, like, a hundred eighty days.、Mm. No, maybe ninety days. Sorry, like three months out. Okay. And you can activate it on a future date. So you can kind of plan a little bit better,、mm. but this is all research that I had to figure out. Like, is it true or whatnot? Right, right.、Um, so JR Pass is really good if you're gonna stay there for at least a week.、Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're going to like Korea, Seoul, yeah,、uh, yeah same thing with Japan.、Um, their metro system is amazing. Right, you don't need a taxi. Now, China, yeah, I would say their metro's just barely enough. Just be careful. There's a lot of fake stuff there.、Uh, so, but Southeast Asia. Wait, would you say、mm-hmm. that there are like fake buses posing as yes. like? Yes. Yes.、Wow. We almost got scammed. We almost. We even read about when we were going to the Terracotta Ar-、uh, Terracotta Army Museum.、Uh-huh. We read somewhere that if you're not careful,、uh, scammers can take you to the fake Terracotta Army Museum. Wow. So they put a lot of effort in scamming people. <laughs> yeah, so just be careful. Do your research when you're in China.、Um, like I think there was a Seven Eleven that we that was near us, and、mm-hmm. then when we left, it turned into like a Seven Twelve or something. I don't know. It, <laughs> it's like things like that that、uh-huh. happen in China.、Uh-huh. Now Southeast Asia, there's this thing called Grab. So the story goes, Uber was in Vietnam,、uh, Singapore, Thailand, I believe, a couple years back. But、uh, with anything, there's competitors.、Mm-hmm. So Grab. G R A B.、Mm-hmm. They know the local markets better. They know how to price it better. So、uh, they kind of pushed Uber out. So Uber's no longer there. Oh, I see. So Grab is the same concept.、Uh, you download an app, you put in your、uh, origin and your destination, but how you pay is different. So you cannot tie a international credit card to Grab like、mm-hmm. how you can here with Uber and Lyft.、Mm-hmm. So. Uh, for instance, if、uh, David is my Grab driver,、mm-hmm. uh, you know I'll put on my origin destination. David accepts it, and then when David actually drops me off, I pay you in cash. I see. And you gotta be careful because sometimes you know those those driving could go like the cents. If you don't have change,、mm-hmm. uh, the driver will just assume that you're giving them everything. Oh. So make sure you have change. I see. Oh wow! So if、uh, if a ride is fifteen dollars and I only had a twenty, I gave it to David for twenty. Then he'll assume, Don't oh、be. yeah, take, <laughs> take the whole twenty. Wow! But that's how that's how you use Grab. Is it's very cash based system for foreigners. Gotcha. Now, if you're in Vietnam, it'll recognize Vietnamese currency,、mm. and it you can tie a Vietnamese、uh, credit card、mm. or bank whatever to it, and you can use that credit card.、Mm. But if you're in Thailand, you have to tie a Thailand. Bank credit card to it. Gotcha. So you cannot tie your Chase、uh, Sapphire Preferred or your Chase Sapphire Reserve to Grab. You can't. And、uh, and so like Vietnam, Thailand, they all have their own currency, right? So,、mm. um, 
you just had to pull cash from your ATM, whichever. Yes. But you still use the same app, right? Yes, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. So the app recognized where you're in, and it really helped that we were T-Mobile mm. because uh, you get unlimited 3G or 2G. It's yeah. pretty slow, but yeah. it's enough for Google Maps and to get a grab. Yeah, for right? sure. When I went to Korea, I was mm. able to use T-Mobile to like text people, to like mm -hmm. meet up with them because I yeah, just didn't yeah. do a phone, and it was yeah. it was enough, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, Grab is in, I believe, Vietnam, Thailand, Singapore. It's a Singaporean company. Mm. And then uh, Indonesia is there. Uh, Indonesia, got to be a little careful because Grab is looked down upon. Uh. So I have heard stories that uh, taxi drivers, if they find out you're a Grab driver, they'll actually find you and like... Beat you up? Yeah. Oh, wow. So when we had to leave Bali... Um, I got a grab driver and he was like, Hey, I'm going to be parked around the corner. Just come meet me there. And then when we saw him, he was like, get in, get in, get in. We got to go now. So, but everywhere else is fine. Like Vietnam, Thailand. It's yeah. You can get a grab. No problem. Wait. So did that driver speak English to you? Uh, in Indonesia. Yeah. So oh, okay. there's actually a lot of foreigners in uh, Bali. It, it's a pretty tourist city. Right. So yeah. Um, English, I would still say, is the number one language mm. that will kind of help you out when you're traveling. Right, right. And and in Europe, I'm assuming you mostly took trains from different country to country. Uh, buses actually. Buses, okay. Yeah, buses is the cheapest mode of oh, transportation. That's Flex right. Bus. You mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Oh wow. Um, so even wow, even cheaper than trains because I heard trains are pretty affordable. They are cheaper than airplane, but sometimes if you're not careful, mm. they can be more expensive than uh, airplane tickets. Oh, wow. So buses, um, you know, like, I guess you're kind of still stuck in traffic, so mm. they kind of understand that. They make it a little cheaper. Oh, I see. I see. Um, but yeah, in Italy, we took the Trenitalia. Um, that, that, I would recommend uh, people to use that for transportation in Italy. Mm. But in terms of getting around the Schengen area, uh, it's kind of like the EU, but it's for visa purposes. Okay. Um, I would recommend Flexbus or whatever, their version of Greyhound. Okay. Um, some of them are actually pretty nice. They have free Wi-Fi and whatnot. And uh, yeah. So for anybody that's going to Europe longer than 90 days, just be careful because your visa is only valid for 90 days. doesn't matter if you go to... Uh, Switzerland or Paris or or France or Spain, God be mindful. So we did Europe in eighty nine days. <laughs> just one day. Yeah. Wow. Just wow. in case. Um, UK is actually not part of the Schengen area, so that was okay. 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 But, wow. So wait, if if you were in like the EU, is it Schengen? Schengen. Okay. Yep. If you were in that area mm -hmm. and you went to UK, if you mm -hmm. came back, did the ninety day thing reset? No. It does not. It only resets every 180 days. Oh, I see. So if we wanted to, my wife and I could come back to America, mm -hmm. wait out the, the 180 days or six months, and then come back and it'll reset. Mm. So give example, if we go to France mm -hmm. for seven days, go come back home, and we decide to go to Switzerland uh, in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Our visa does not start at one. It starts at eight Gotcha. Hmm. Because it recognizes, hey, you've been in the Schengen area seven days already within the last uh, 180 days. Uh, um, so, yeah, Schengen just applies to visa. Hmm. So European countries can opt out or whatnot, but the EU and Schengen does overlap mm -hmm. with the exception of, I think Switzerland is not part of the EU, but they're part of the Schengen. Mm -hmm. UK is part of the Shing, uh, UK is part of the EU as of now. Before right. Brexit happens, if whenever already, that yeah. happened, yeah. <laughs> but currently, they're still part of the EU, but they're not part of the Schengen. Mm, I see. So, um, but yeah, they just made it easy for people to travel borders without going through customs, right? And, and border control. Well, were there any visas that you actually had to apply for? Mm -hmm. had, and did you have to do that all here before you mm -hmm, went? Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, the toughest one I would say is China. Oh. So that I would recommend having two months out before you actually go to mm. prepare your visas. There, there is a location here in, um, I think Dorville. Okay. Near the CDC. So 
you have to apply. You'll have to have your where you're staying,、mm-hmm. your ticket into China, and your ticket out of China. You、oh. have to have those three、um, in order to get a visa.、Wow. Um, so for me, I had to make multiple trips because I bought a bunch of one-way tickets. I didn't even know when I was leaving China. Yeah, yeah. So I had to buy a quick ticket and whatnot, and they'll send your American passport to either Houston or. I believe Philadelphia or somewhere,、mm-hmm. and they'll give you like a, a Chinese visa sticker in、huh. your passport.、Huh. Um, Vietnam, you also need a visa.、Um, Australia, you need a visa, but it's, Australia is very easy.、Mm-hmm. You can do it online. It's like I think less than ten bucks. Oh wow! The Vietnam visa, I would say less than fifty bucks, if I remember, maybe thirty. The China visa costed me less. Th- Almost one hundred fifty dollars. Wow, and that's so, per person, right? So you per and your person.、Wife? Wow. And we got the ten-year visa.、Mm. I don't know when's the next time we'll be in China, but、uh, if we want to, we don't have to reapply. Oh, that's good. That. Yeah.、Mm. Um, I think it's the same price if you apply for a one month versus a ten ten-year. So why not? It might as well.、Year. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. It was just China, Vietnam. In Australia,、mm-hmm. then we need a visa. The Schengen, you don't need. You don't need a visa for that. Yeah, but there's like a time restriction of how long you can be there. Right, gotcha, right, gotcha.、Mm-hmm. So, then,、um, and this is this is the last question I'm gonna ask. Because、mm-hmm. um, now that you've gone on this year-long、mm-hmm. around-the-world trip, right? I'm sure you came out of it a different person than you went yes, into yes. it.、Mm-hmm. So, just kind of like your takeaways and and how it affected you, how your perspectives change, and all that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Okay. Yeah. Sure. So after this one-year trip,、um, I think it definitely humbled my wife and I in terms of like, you really don't need much to survive.、Mm. You know, I think we live in this world where、uh, it's all about money, money, money. Like we don't have enough money, right? And we had that mindset before we left, but coming back, we're like, you know what? We could live off of you know a thousand dollars. We could live off of two hundred dollars.、Mm. Uh, For two weeks or something like that, right? Like,、um, our mindset of money has changed.、Uh-huh. It's like we do need it, but how much do we really need? And if we have more or extra, it doesn't mean we need to spend it, but we could either, you know, give it away,、mm-hmm. right?、Um, it definitely made us more of a more disciplined in in our tithing.、Mm-hmm. I would say、mm-hmm. uh, I heard this somewhere,、uh, but Uh, someone said, "I've never seen a faithful tither not have money."、Uh. So yeah, perception of money changed.、Uh, time perception of time really changed.、Hmm. Uh, I actually feel like there's not enough time. Life is too short to、uh. procrastinate on things, and、mm. I think it makes me take more risk、right. in life. You know, it makes me want to. Hang out with my family and friends more to make relationships,、uh, to I don't know, give、mm-hmm. uh, my time, my money,、um, and then what else? Oh, it definitely strengthened my wife and I's marriage. Oh wow! Because how so? We saw each other twenty four seven. Yeah. Right. There, there wasn't work. There wasn't anything、ah. to kind of say like, okay, well, I'll see you later.、Mm-hmm. Um, there were there were some disagreements, you know, just like any marriage, but.、Uh, We are stronger because we experience something together.、Mm. You know,、um, we have the same mindset of why we took this leap of faith. I right? see. Just to rest, to strengthen our faith, to believe that God created all this.、Mm. You know,、um, and yeah, to just come to agreement that we don't need much、mm. um, to survive.、Mm. But if we have more, then let's save it. Uh, because going back to earlier saying, there will be plenty of time to spend money. Right. Right.、Um, yeah, I feel well rested、uh, now that when I'm at work, I'm not. I, I would say distracted. I guess、uh, I'm not like complaining about. Oh man, I wish I did this trip, or I wish I did this and that. Right. right? Now, if I'm staying at work late, I'm just like, you know what? At least, at least we did. We did what we said we were gonna do. Right. And now it's just time to go back to being an adult, man up, woman up, and <laughs> just do the right thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah.、Um, but it doesn't mean we don't have other plans in in 
in the queue. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but right now we're just trying to plan for starting a family in the future. Yeah. So that's our next uh, project, I guess, or our next uh, task. Wow, man. Hey, man, I, I just really wanted to uh, thank you again for being here. Mm-hmm. No um, problem. That was so insightful in terms mm-hmm. of, because I don't really travel that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so just if I were to travel, mm-hmm. one of the things is I always fear travel because of language barriers. Oh, yeah. But yeah. with what you said, I mean, that fear has been a little bit alleviated. And mm-hmm. just knowing these like tips and tricks and all right. that, I think it's really helpful. So hey, guys, if you, if you lis- listeners out there, if you um, enjoyed this podcast, if you... Uh, appreciate uh, what Jerry offered us today and g- gave us uh, all this advice and recommendations. Yeah, feel free to drop us a line at ihthtpodcast.gmail.com or on Instagram at I hope they hear this or on Twitter at ihthtpodcast. Um, any messages you want to or any even questions that you might have to Jerry, um, feel free to send it to me. I will relay it on to Jerry. And Jerry, you can choose to respond or not. <laughs> definitely, definitely. No uh, worries. Um, so, yeah, guy, guys, thank you so much for listening. Jerry, thank you so much for being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Right. Bye.